Good day to you, listener. I'd like to begin by asking you a question. This question is really important because your answer will determine what you need to do next. Have you told someone that you are listening to this podcast? Have you shared it with at least one person? Have you allowed the world to know that you are listening to the mind in the moon? Mind in the moon. Mind in the moon. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's a very solid question, right? Have you told someone about us yet? Have you shared this wonderful, wonderful platform which we are creating for conversations? If no, pause and share it with someone. Okay, I assume you're back now, give you. Well, that silence was just a bit of a, go do it. <laughs> and then they don't go do it. Ah, they must, go. that's why I'm, I'm reminding them now, you know, in the beginning. And today we're kicking off a new theme. Like, I, I don't think anyone cares about these themes apart from me. <laughs> but, one day, one day, I don't know, in like a hundred years, when our grandkids, especially your grandkids, are doing like a whole history lesson on this, they have to know the themes. It's gonna be so sad. It's gonna be so sad. But our theme now is expression, right? We started with empathy, in which it was basically a slow breaking down of the self, but now. We're just discovering ourselves again. I think that's where we're at. So it is the expression of ourselves. And the first topic in this is femininity. Hey, Sugamato, femininity. Sazo Vele Lala. Mogoba. As it's tough talking about femininity when you're not female. <laughs> Very difficult doing such things. But I'm also I'm also I'm also feeling shady today. I ran a poll yesterday. <laughs> I ran a poll on Instagram. Thank you to everyone who answered it. But the sample group wasn't big enough for for me to count these results as as valid, right? And the topics were based on, I think, issues that are really, really vibrant. Should I call them vibrant or they're like, you know, it, I feel like these would be good starting points. And it was yes or no questions. But people were viewing my stats, you know, when they, you know, when they go through every single one. And then they, ah, I saw that. Avoid. Yeah, but. Ah, oh, and but when I do a would you rather, everyone's jumping on a would you rather because it's like fun and games. But the minute we start to get a bit, you know, it wasn't even controversial. <sighs> people, hey man, hey man, people, people don't like touching, you know, sensitive topics. 
especially especially when they when they are not uh, how can i say this it's it's tough touching certain topics when you're not part of that group eh it's 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 true it wasn't just guys it is though it wasn't just guys it wasn't just guys though and and femininity does not necessarily just entail female i know i know but like obviously the 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 natural assertion right the natural assumption the presumption that femininity brings is it involves females and so you know guys in general especially nowadays i mean it's 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 tricky right to say something you know but yeah man it is what it is at the end of the day and you know we're the ones we're the ones who are going to do it for the rest of the male population i suppose today Ah, hey, hey, don't, don't, don't be an advocate for people. <laughs> we're not being, we're not being advocates, but at the same time, it's like naturally, unfortunately, when once you step into a certain space and you you say certain things or you do certain things, sadly, you will be labeled that. Whether we like it or not, it's gonna be like, yeah, it was two guys talking about femininity. It's not gonna be you and I. It's gonna be two guys. It's not. Doesn't matter what. That's my point, though. It is two guys. It's not us speaking for the whole male population. We're just speaking. Unfortunately, unfortunately, uh-uh. the way the world goes is no. But think about it. Think about it. Right. That's that's how we got to all these different generalizations. Right. One guy says it, and all of a sudden, every guy said it. Think about this. That's how that's how we got to certain points in life. That's how we got to certain situations in life. Is that one guy did something dumb. And then the rest of us pay for it for the rest of our lives. The sins of the father shall be paid for by the son. It's life. That's going to come back to haunt you. Mark my way, especially in the next three weeks, what you just said. But it, it, it has actually happened to me that uh, one of my postgrad classes, it was, what was it called again? It had this long ass name Contemporary Studies, Gender. And sexuality. Yeah, that was the name of the module. Yeah, it was Contemporary Studies, Gender and Sexuality. It's flippin' long ass name. But a bulk of it was 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 really it is it is basically feminism 101 or 202, because I'd already done some of it in undergrad. But the point is I was the only guy in that class. It was really it was like if you know postgrad classes, 10 to 15 people max. So it wasn't like one in 700, but then it would always turn on. It wasn't turning on me, but they're like, oh, from a male perspective, what do you think? And I'm like, <laughs> I can't speak for all men. Like, Unfortunately, this is the point I've been trying to say. Like, that's why I said what I said in the beginning. Unfortunately, in a specific space, if no other guy says a thing and you're the only guy saying a thing, it is assumed that you're speaking for all guys. Because if every guy shuts up, that means they're implicitly agreeing with what you're saying. Think about this. But there wasn't any guy there. I was the only yeah, dude but, in the class. But if you're the, the, granted, you're the only dude in the class, but we're not the only dudes on the internet, is what I'm saying. So if we're the only ones touching this topic, what does that say? I don't think we're the only ones. The internet is a very vast plane. But we're the best ones to listen to. Because now, as we've been going around in circles like we normally do in the beginning of every single show, 
I'm going to ask you the questions that nobody wanted to answer except a few people. And it was when I post a would you rather, everyone jumps on it. It's like I'm famous when I do a would you rather. First question, topic sentence, probably. Do you think the world is becoming more feminine? And why? Before I get to answering, what do you mean? The world is becoming more like what 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 does that entail because there's different perspectives it's a question that's blank you just interpret yeah. as you want but right i'm yeah i'm getting into it right so um i'm gonna say theoretically but it, it's it's in practice right the world as we know it today has one set system and at the top of that system, excuse me, and at the top of that system is in essence the, what, what many call patriarchal ideals, right? Which would in essence put forward masculinity over femininity. One example would be topics or, or like things like don't be emotional. I've ever heard someone say that, right? Or think of how one must conduct themselves in a corporate or academic or any formal space. It's, it's from a position where you're showing off your sternness in a very, I don't want to say that, that uh, logic isn't feminine, but in a really logic, like from a place of thought versus a place of feeling. Right. But I'm also but what I'm really asking is, is, is the world now more open to. Let's call it the feminine energy. Is it shifting or is it still the same as it was 50 years ago? That is the question. I hope I explained it well. Away, away. Uh, for the most part, I think. It's it's very tricky when you're trying to look at what is feminine and what is masculine in 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 general to in general like context, right? But I would say that in certain spaces, I I don't think the world has become more feminine. I just feel like it's included more females in it. You know, not necessarily to say that it's become for, more feminine. For example, like business. You know, business. There are there are certain traits that are associated with guys for god knows what reason right that are needed or necessary to function in a business space right business space has for the most part been considered extremely masculine right and even when you do start throwing more females into it it's not like they're bringing feminine energy no they're bringing the same energy another guy would bring you know what i'm saying they're bringing the same energy a male ceo would bring into that space so it would have more females in it, but not necessarily more feminine energy, right? And then from a social context, I would say, I would say, yeah, we're, we're leaning more towards, and again, I don't, I don't like like this, this divide between, between what is considered masculine and what is considered feminine, because already it's, it's lopsided, right? But for the sake of what the world defines as feminine and what the world defi defines as masculine, I would say socially we're moving towards a more 
a more feminine space, you know, in the sense that now it's becoming more understood that we're not all just, we're not all just people or rather we're not as guys all just, you know, these rough, rugged, you know, feeling no emotion people. And as women, we're not all just going to be uh, emotional and all over the place. There's a balance, you know. So in that sense, I would say we are becoming a bit more feminine. The why, as to the why, man, hey, I just feel like every every generation, every two generations, three generations, whatever the time gap is, right, there's a revolution. There's always going to be a time where one side is more dominant than the other or one side emerges whilst the other side sort of creeps back into its own shell. I just feel like it's it's the cycle of life. You know, there's never really a time where both of these powers are at their peak. You know, there's always going to be a time where one is higher than the other or one is valued more than the other, you know. So I just feel like it's it's just around that time where more feminine energy is required in the world and that's why we're moving towards it that was a very very cool point you must raise good points i've never complimented you see i'm complimenting you and i was speaking ah, about wanna, feelings see now i feel good about myself <laughs> oh you see you see <laughs> well that wasn't shady it came from a from a from a, from a real place it wasn't shady so yeah, that was, I think, and that was a simple yes or no. I'm still shady. Now I'm shady. Now I'm shady. Shading the people who don't want to answer. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the second question was, does being considered beautiful or meeting certain beauty standards open more doors for oneself? Ah, that one's obvious, most definitely. Except, again, I would say <laughs> that leans a bit more towards uh, females, you know. And mm-hmm. again, I would, I would, I would say it's it's probably because of how the world is structured, right? The world is structured in such a way that those who can open doors, chances are, are male. And uh, if you look at it from that perspective most of those males are attracted to females. So naturally, the beauty thing works for females more than it would work for any guy. If we had to flip it and say 90% of the world's, I don't know, 90% of the world's gatekeepers are female, then you as a beautiful guy would have, yo, yeah, (laughs) you'd have the pick of the litter because you'd just be running around and doors would open for you instantly, you know? And that's not to say that it doesn't open for, for guys. It's just it's 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 it happens at a less frequent uh at a less frequent rate than it does for women you know for the most part like being a beautiful woman i mean you know you get a whole bunch of things you know as far as i've seen you know i'm not saying this is a fact but from observation you know you get treated better you get certain privileges it's life you know so sad so sad but there are many 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 essays on 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 beauty standards i think because i feel like that has been the topic for i'd say in in the last two years from my 
you know, from, you know, now media is tailored to each and every person. If we Google, same question, we won't get the same answer. But I feel like that has been the one, you know, major thing that's been coming up a lot lately, beauty standards or pretty privilege and how, you know, it's, it's like which person will be considered more because of this. But there are also other statements that sometimes it, it's, it's like a blessing and a curse, right? In, in that because the world is still, as much as the previous point was, it is becoming more feminine, some may, you're allowed to say it isn't. But then again, the male gaze is still rampant, right? It is still the perspective from which majority of the world perceives the world, right? And to explain what the male gaze is, it's basically the perspective of Shit, why the flip did I just pause? The perspective of a notionally typical heterosexual man con considered as embodied in the audience or intended audience for film and other visual media characterized by a tendency to objectify or sexualize women, right? So in media, it's, it's how women are perceived, right? But the perception or characterization of women is created such that it appeals to heterosexual men, right? Heterosexual means straight. But I think as much as right, this definition is tailored towards film and media, it, it is in essence the perception of, of the general public. Because think of how many females have been told, oh, if you do this, you'll never get a husband, which means that the implication is that you should live your life such that you can attract a heterosexual male. I'm sure that makes sense, but that's where, right, the question is, is really loaded that sometimes you may be serious but now the male gaze doesn't want to take you seriously because they are sexualizing you instead of giving you a chance. And I'm going to let that, you know, sink in a bit for people. But on the other hand, some people know how to use that, right? Because it's basically if they throw bombs, sometimes use them to make a Mazda. If you know the story, you know the story. And they're using those, right? They're using the very same, I'm not sure if I should call it oppressive eye. Fuck, that would make a really good trademark, oppressive eye, like an, an academic term. I just invented it. What the flip is today's date? 7 April <laughs> 2021, the oppressive eye. Ah, oh, shit, I coined this term right now. But yeah, so in essence, it's it's the use of the oppressive eye to, to basically get what you want to get in the end, right? So chestnut checkers. Do you want to hear the third question? Let's go for it. Then we'll break all of these things down. Okay, this one can be a simple yes or no because I feel like this topic needs its own episode. I don't know why. But I do know why, but I feel like it's a really, but it's really, it's really cut deep. It's a, it's a discussion. But 
Is society ready to talk about hair? Uh, nah, man. Nah. <laughs> uh, for the most part, I don't, I don't think so. I really don't think so. Why? I'm getting to what if if we were ready to talk about hair, right? I feel like the discussion would go fairly quickly. The fact that the discussion is taking this long, you know, means that we're not ready for that conversation. Because the moment you start talking about things like hair, right? Things that you as a person are born with, right? Things that vele, like genetically, you're built to have that sort of stuff, right? The moment that becomes a discussion that takes longer than necessary, you're not ready to have that discussion. That's why I'm saying I don't, I don't think we're ready for that discussion as, as a world population. Because it's, it's, it's a really, it's, it's a really deep one. And it, it's a bit like, I think the topic is like what a lot of, you know, women say, don't touch my hair. So we're not even going to touch the topic. <laughs> Yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll put that one to the side. You know? Yeah, but we probably will. We probably will. Yeah, knowing us, knowing us. Because I remember, actually, now that we're on the topic of hair, just real quick. I remember there was, there was this one sort of, I can't remember if it was a meme or something, you know, but every, these days almost everything's a meme. So someone is like, yo, uh, they were talking about Jay-Z's hair, and they were like, you know, Jay-Z, Jay-Z's shown us that, you know, it's okay to have that sort of hair in a professional setting and whatnot, whatnot. And then someone else commented and they were like, yeah, but Jay-Z's practically a billionaire, bro. Like, he can rock up wearing any sort of hair and no one can say a thing because he has all of these things to his advantage. His hair no longer matters. You know what I'm saying? It's not the same for somebody on a, on a lower standing, if I can put it that way, with less influence. But that is true. That, that's not even a lie. That's true. Because he is the boss. So the boss can do whatever. Oh, he, he can like rock up with like he can rock up with pink hair tied in ponytails and all of those crazy stuff. And you can't say a thing because he runs the damn place. You know what I'm saying? He can step into a boardroom with practically any other billionaire right now and say, yo, let's have a conversation. And his hair won't matter because of the fact that he has so much influence and power that comes with him. You know what I'm saying? And that in itself is true because, ah, but I think it always gets tricky. Well, basically the lesson is if you want to do what you want to do, be the boss. Now, moving on. Pretty much. Moving on a bit. It's, it's, oh, here's a, here's a killer question. Are you a feminist? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, what are you trying to do? (laughs) What are you trying to do? What are you trying to do? No, it's, it's okay. Because as, as just a disclaimer, as you did say, um, it is just two dudes. So I, I, I really felt that this conversation needs to be had because by being quiet, right, we don't acknowledge our own ignorance. And if you don't acknowledge where you don't fully know, how will you learn? 
right? It's basically the whole thing of in class, they always say, if you don't know, ask. But I think sometimes we need to know how far or how close we are to the mark in order to grow. So these topics are not one and done. Every topic we have is in conversation. It is evolving. So we could have a part two of this topic. Maybe we might not. I can't make promises, but it's to spark the conversation. And now the question I'm asking is, are you a feminist? Yeah. Uh, okay. Before I start mansplaining, that's what they call it, mansplaining. I I don't think. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I'm. I'm. I'm not a feminist. I think I am. To a certain extent, I would say I am. I can't really, I can't really say like, I'm, I'm out here fighting for women's rights because that's that's that will be a lie. Like I'm not fighting for anyone's rights at this point. Like I'm just here chilling, seeking the truth, as I've been saying for the longest time. I'm no activist of any sort, you know. But I would say the way I understand feminism, right? Feminism is just making sure that women are treated this in the same way that men are treated and women are treated as human beings, you know, and women are respected in that regard. So in that sense, I would say I'm a feminist, you know. I try my best to respect every every woman I come across, you know what I'm saying? I try my best to make sure that every woman that at least I have the opportunity of granting a chance to, I can grant a chance to, much like every guy I come across who I can grant a chance to, I, I grant a chance to. So in that sense, I would say, yeah, I'm a feminist. But if you're talking about me carrying plaques, walking on the street, like marching, nah, because I mean, I don't even march for my own homies. So <laughs> I'm not about to take it that far, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so in general, I would say, by my definition of feminism, I would say I'm a feminist. And that's where I'm leaving it. Please repeat it near properly. Is it by your definition, what? you? By my definition of feminism, I am a feminist and I'm leaving it at that. <laughs> it's a very touchy topic, but we don't care. Because this, you know, you know, in our bio, right? I'm not sure it's called bio or podcast description. We said it is punchy, but it won't hurt you. And for me, I don't know. I, I'll be frank with you. I, I don't know because it's it's a bit like, right? Every time I think about feminism, I always think about racism. I'm not going to lie. That's how I equate them. In the sense that it's it's in finding or in trying to reach empathy, right? You need to ultimately understand another person, right? Empathy versus just sympathizing. And it's to look at a point where, for example, if it is oppression, you're like, where have I been most oppressed, right? And as much as the isms change, it's, it's always one group above another and the one and the other group seeking that equality right it didn't even make sense in my mind but i said it so my thing then is 
I just lost my train of thought, but I'm going to catch another one. You know, trains, there's always more than one. Oh yeah, I remember. It's 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 a bit like a white person being in a black equality march or they're doing everything. It's 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 something you can appreciate that, you know, at, at least you know you know where that that there's something wrong with society. But I feel as though victory has to be dealt by the hand of the person who is being oppressed. Because if that's not the case, symbolically, this person who isn't from the disenfranchised group will seem like a savior, hence creating the cycle of a savior complex, right? And what I'm saying in simple terms is, I don't think that guys should be in the forefront of feminism because it'll ultimately seem as if a guy gave women the equality and it ultimately still perpetuates a savior complex that, oh, a guy has to come and save me. I hope that makes sense. Fair enough, chat. Fair enough, chat. Um, but... Yeah. Oh no! Continue. This end of your right, so you can put your point, and then I'll carry on. I just feel like, again, right when 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 we talk about such matters and we talk about savior complexes and whatnot and whatnot, it's it's important to recognize that, as you said, and I appreciate the the fact that you said it it it, it equates to racism in your mind, you know, because I I feel like I feel like there's a lot of parallels to draw in those two situations, right? The one being being um in terms of your 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 gender or your sex and in terms of your race, right? Both things that you're born with naturally. Um there always comes a situation where you're going to have the radicals and you're going to have the peacemakers, right? So for example with racism we had we had well not us but just the worldwide view of things, right? You had Malcolm X and you had Martin Luther King. You had the peacemaker and you had the radical, right? And it's important to also realize that in this space where we're talking about feminism, they are going to be the radicals and they are going to be the peacemakers, right? And I feel like with that always comes the the risk of having that savior thing pop up because of the fact that one person seeks to, if I was to look at the, the, the two groups, the radicals and the, and the, and the peacemakers, as I, as I call them, right? Peacemakers seek, seek to join into what already exists, right? They, they, they don't want anything else but a seat at the table, right? So they want to sit with, 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 with the, 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 the person that's oppressed them. They want to have the opportunity to occupy the same space that the person who oppressed them is now occupying, right? And on the other side, you've got the radicals who are like, I don't want to sit at your table. I want the table of my own, right? I want my own space. I want my own thing. I want my own realm in which I dominate, right? And because of the existence of these two people, there's always that gap that's left for a savior complex. And 
I feel like it's very difficult to avoid that thing, especially when you're you're looking at various cases, right, that involve males and females, and and specifically in society right now, specifically, right, like the most prevalent matters, which is uh, gender-based violence and and stuff like that. There are certain things that we as as guys cannot avoid. You know what I'm saying? Like like as guys and girls, practically, right? There's there's certain things that we can't avoid. For example, if you're gonna try and end gender based violence, right, or violence against women, you have to get a guy to stop it. Because there's no other person who's gonna stop it, right? And and that runs the risk of creating a savior complex to say, Oh, guys have saved us by now not doing what they're doing. You you get what I'm saying. So it's always a tricky thing when you're trying to avoid a savior complex in situations like this, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's tricky. Everything is just tricky. It's tricky, 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 tricky. <laughs> oh shit! I'm sorry. It's 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 you know comedic relief, comedic relief to break the tension. But yeah, that's why I'm saying even if right, oh, this is gonna sound so like war movie right or but even if right every single let's say it's a fight every single like blow is 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 from uh an ally quote unquote i think the finishing one should be from the person we want to win it's basically like spinning anything right Think of how any propaganda, any spin, it's it's how to create a narrative that can take people forward. That's the question. Not another question, that's the statement. So that's why I'm saying that as much as as guys, you know, it, it it's it's the most it's rational. If you're rational, should all people be equal? Yes, right? But then obviously now you get into uh, ideology theory and you start to see that you know it, it gets it gets a bit uh, wishy-washy right because when you look right right now I think I think we're at the I think the world is at the fourth wave of feminism not sure what it, it's it's you know key phrase or cornerstone is right but it's basically every it's been like this is the fourth generation of how it's being i don't want to say manifested but how it's being implemented that's the word implemented but the the key problem right within right feminism was that you cannot divorce it but this is the same with every other ideology you cannot divorce it from the state of the world, right? And what I mean by this is that as much as you can say we want equality for all women, not all people are equal in society in general. And what I mean by this is that if you say that a black woman should be equal to a black man, Black people are still at the bottom of the totem pole, right? Whereas, right, let's say now everyone, equality, 
But what it ultimately does, it it moves that it it, it puts that female equal to their respective race, right? The counterpart of their respective race, right? So white women will now just be in a position where they're still not not still they just get like one step higher so now they're also top of the food chain whereas black women it's like yeah we moved forward but our problems are still the same right so this is where within right feminism there have been a few breakaways some have called it black feminism others have called it womanism but in essence it's it's the realization that because race or it is still at play right race and obviously theology even above that it it still puts it it puts more than one load on 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 certain women's back right so it's like okay yeah i want gender equality but i'm still under a classist system and i'm still under a racist system so it's like it, it it's tricky in in the sense of which one needs to be dealt with first right and obviously everything will be dealt with together but it's like a priority list on which one needs to be dealt with first and that's where the major problem is right now in that the fight for gender equality is very valid but tomorrow if we saying that everyone is equal will you still sleep where you slept the day before you know and that's just a point to ponder it's it's really rhetorical i don't have the answer for this but it's one aspect that has bugged me from the theoretical side of of all of this of all of this i think when you when you look at it like that right one thing i think that that clicks in my mind naturally would be i would say gender equality would be first priority and the reason i say this is because the reason i say this is because okay let's 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 take feminism as an entire thing right and just say we now get to a point where all women are equal to their respective male counterparts. So white women are equal to white men, uh, black women are equal to black men, right? Now, naturally, there's still a classist system. There's still uh, a racial system, right? But you've now got more numbers focused on one problem. So... It, it it would be a situation where okay, you you as women have broken out of out of the space where you guys are almost treated as second class citizens, and now you have your rights, and now you have your equality, and now you're on equal footing with your respective male counterparts. Now, we as a race can move forward and deal with racial matters because now we 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 I I would say we we've sorted out our our beef our issues right it's it's the same with every group every group needs to come together under one common goal right to strive for one common aim and the only way you can do that is if you sort out your inner 
problems, right? Problems within the household. Once you've sorted out the problems within the household, you can deal with the problems outside. You get what I'm saying? So for me, it, it I just feel like it makes more sense to say, okay, get women to the stage where now we're all equal. We all have the same opportunities. We can all relatively do the same things, right? And from that point, now let's let's discuss the bigger topic, right? It's 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 almost like you're 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 slowly chipping away at at this bigger issue, this bigger issue, this bigger issue, and you you find that eventually it becomes, I, I would say, like a an avalanche effect, right? Where okay, you sorted out one problem, and now you've got motivation to sort out the next problem, and once you sort out the next problem, you've got motivation to sort out the next problem, and the next problem, and the next problem, and, the next problem, and you just you keep feeding this thing until eventually you get to the end goal. You know, it sounds, I mean, it sounds really easy when you look at it like that, and understandably so. It's not because of how the world is 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 sort of designed right now and how the the landscape looks. But for me, I feel like if you keep sorting out the little issues, eventually you will find yourself sorting out the bigger issue. You know, that's very valid. That in itself is very valid. Now, I just remembered a really. Okay, I, I won't vouch for it because I didn't read the entire thing. I read parts as part of, you know, assignments. <laughs> you know, when you have to do an assignment. But um, there's a book called The Sexual Contract by Carol Pateman, right? And. This is, it's, it's, but you'd also have to understand contract theory, which, oh shit, it's going to get deep. And to understand contract theory, I'd say read a book by Thomas Hobbes called Leviathan. So you choose which one you want to read. But in essence, it's, she speaks about how society, right, right now, after this whole rights and women can vote and basically there's a notion that everyone is equal but her purpose in writing this book is to debunk this notion and to show that there isn't that society as it exists despite there being quality in let's say getting the vote still perpetuates a patriarchal ideal right the system of patriarchy does still right exist so that's uh, a good thing to to really get into i think if it wasn't heard as someone in that contemporary right also spoke about how society structured to keep women in private spaces right i.e marriage and in those spaces, it's where they have power over the domestic, right? Hence private, but they're kept away from the public. So these would be ultimately positions of, of, of social power or economic power or any big word, right? So it's, that's where on the basis of the sexes, these are things to look at. And Google, like Google is a very, it's free. Uh, it's still free. No one's charging for it. I'm sure there's more source material you can dive into. Don't just get into like Wikipedia pages. Just, you know, 
dive into all of these things. So now we've largely spoken about right women and and it is it is i think also in in regards to equality why i personally feel that non-white men should be the first people to actually empathize with this is that okay the generation now they can say that they were raised by their fathers because a lot of people like got to have a dad so i'm gonna make sure that the next generation does but it is also if, if not from a selfless point of view at least be selfish about it like think about it in in the sense that if you know that a lot of households are run by women right basically single mother households does not them getting more access ultimately lead to right the the chosen boy child getting more opportunities right this this is twisted i know it's a very twisted idea to think about but if you put this person like away then ultimately you're basically still putting the entire family structure away right and family is an option i think that's another thing that is is you know I, I, it goes back to the you will never find a husband you know you need to do this so you can you know get a good husband notion that a lot of women are what's the word when something is told to you over and over again or just repetition it's just a drilled into you but it become like a subconscious idea that on some level i need to get married or i need to have kids and it it's not a matter of can i decide but it's a matter of oh when oh don't worry one day you know the whole notion so that was a bit of rambling and i don't know i'm going to anchor it back i'm my my thought process on this my thought process on this is uh firstly first things first oh yeah i remember but yeah you you go into it you go into it and then i'll go into it off away people of color right and then, then let's say pre this generation right because the majority of this generation has had their fathers around and stuff like that right pre this generation you've had a lot of people of color not have male figures in the household right and so you see the 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 i would say you see the hardships of your female counterparts in essence right without necessarily fully understanding what that means as of yet and then you get to an age where you understand what that means and for me i feel like it shouldn't even be a thing if 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 you're sympathetic or empathetic right just a basic human qualities you should understand that no man we should be making life easier for the people who've been struggling and who's been struggling more than us right it's 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 women of color you know what i'm saying and so naturally it falls it falls onto your shoulders to say listen we must now make sure that life is easier because a lot of the time people forget where certain statements come from Right? a lot of the time people forget where 
certain phrases come from and what the origins of those phrases and statements are right when when they when when they refer to and i'm not defending anything right i'm just trying to bring context to it right when you tell a woman that you need to do this do this do this so you can get a husband right you're not i don't want to say you're saying that no listen your life must be ordered in such a way because if it's not then you're not going to get a husband and then your life is going to fall apart without it that's that's not the statement the statement is you as a man are put in a position where you can access more things and because you can access more things you should make life easier for those who are attached to you those who are related to you and so that statement is is basically saying if you want an easy life if you want a life where you know it's it everything is easier for you get a husband right how are you going to get a husband a b c d e right that's the context of it now understandably that statement has been twisted in so many different ways you know because of because of so many various ideals and 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 thought processes that have popped up into the world but essentially i feel like that's where it stems from and and when you start looking at certain statements when you start looking at 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 certain certain things that are drilled into people's heads you come to understand that listen there's always three sides to a story so there's always going to be three sides to whatever you're being told you're focusing on one which you're more than happy you're more than welcome to do but it's not going to help you you get what i'm saying you've got to look at it from different perspectives and say why would this person be telling me this or why would this person be telling me that now if you're going to constantly look at it from one perspective you're not going to get the full backstory you're not going to understand it fully and so for me that's 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 where it stems from you know that's where that's where it all starts it starts from being able to define certain things in your life and once you're able to define those things you come to understand why certain people should be put in certain spaces and why certain people should be helped out of their current situation because eventually it comes back to you and i i i i feel like i've said this in one of the other episodes right be selfish in order to be selfless right and and what that means is serve your own purposes right serve serve your own desires in order to be able to serve other people's desires right in order to help other people out of the current situations they're in you get what i'm saying so as a as a gent as a gent in general i feel like it 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 shouldn't it shouldn't take a lot for you to click it into your mind yo listen if we push this if we go further in this then they go further in that and that's what we're aiming for you know what i'm saying that's that's just it's my two cents on the entire thing very insightful and actually remember i think i stop conversation with grandmother years back and she did say that actually i don't know why this is i wasn't general knowledge but i think it it should be general knowledge to our generation that right women and ownership right now we're speaking about our own country i can't speak about the world south africa a woman couldn't own anything unless she had a husband to sign off right so it, it wasn't just the notion of oh you should get married but it's also like 
hey, if you're not, life's going to be really hard for you, right? Because now you can't get access to anything. So it was legit a systematic thing, right? Where it's by law, they won't say it like, ah, you should or you'll go to jail. But they'd be like, yeah, but we're going to make it hard for you, right? So now that has become, you know, sometimes you create cultures from circumstances of survival. And now it's become a culture where it's like your grandmother would be like, hey, girl, and you're going to get married. Or, hey, you can't do this. You're never going to find a husband. Because for them, it was the only way to survive, right? And I'm not saying now, ah, oh, you know, don't don't get married. All I'm saying is you have a choice to. And that's, I think that's in essence what every single movement is, is just trying to do, to have the choice to just live the way you want, right? Within the boundaries of not you know, damaging or hurting others, obviously. Those go unsaid. For the rest of the podcast, those go unsaid. But it's, it's we all just want autonomy, right? We want the, the option to, like, at least fail knowing that you had, that you could have done something versus the door being closed on you, right? That's just the difference, that, or you make it because the doors are open for you, not just because somebody else pushed you in. But yeah, these are all jumbling things. But as conversation is just going to be ongoing because next week we're jumping into masculinity. And for now, we'll just get to closing remarks. Closing remarks, but it's not really closing. It's just... Continuing for the next, episodes. next episode. <laughs> yeah, continuing remarks or to be continued. I'll think of a proper term and it's gonna just out of the blue. But yeah, remarks for now. Uh, I would say before anything, find the appropriate definitions of all of these things, right? understand what femininity is, understand what masculinity is, and understand that those are things detached from sex. Sex in the sense of like, it's detached from whether you're male or female. There are just certain things that, you know, shouldn't be attached to those concepts. And understand that after you've moved from the point where you can understand these these definitions and understand what masculinity and femininity is, Learn learn to look at the world from both sides, man. You know, learn learn to look at the world from a masculine perspective and learn to look at the world from a feminine perspective. And I feel like at any given point in time, try and make the right choice. You know, try and make the, the appropriate choice. And I think the last thing for me is in the attempt to change the world and your circumstances. Do not become the very thing you're fighting. You know, do not, do not become the enemy. 
you know and and if you think about it long and hard you you'll understand what i'm saying because it happens it happens that when you move and 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 try and get something done eventually you 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 use fire with fire and sometimes using fire with fire turns you into the very thing you're fighting against and i think it's very important to while you're going through this while you're attempting to push forward an agenda remember who you are and stick to your principles and stick to your ideals and stick to what makes you you no matter how difficult it gets and those are my continuing remarks i'll just spell it out for you this is the, it's actually a theory it's not a theory but it, it's proven from history right the whole cycle of oppression that there there's this weird thing where a group that was oppressed when they get power they oppress another group and that group fights them knocks them off basically king of the hill and for movie reference think of Darth Vader if you know Darth Vader's story then you know right you know from the light side to the dark side but he had more fun in the dark side cuz cuz I'm not going to get I'm not going to get into it but I'll make you think about it and I don't actually have remarks I think I said a lot said a lot if I offended people I'm sorry this is the one episode I'll say I'm sorry if I offended people and if this makes you feel any type of way just wait for us to give you our details how you can express these and and you know continue the conversation these are not solid statements i'm saying this again it is it is a means for us to move forward because if we don't talk then we'll all assume and assumptions have just messed up the world all the nice things all the nice things all the nice things got them um okay if you guys are new to this again i'm hoping nobody's new to this but then again you know life happens yeah anyways if you guys are new to this please go check us out on anchor fm from there you can find the links to all the streaming sites that you may prefer or not prefer depending on who you are as a person you can check us out on that if you guys are looking to engage with the community you know please go check us out on instagram if you're looking for the community page it is at mind in the moon if you're looking for mandla or i specifically for god knows what reason you can find mandla at mind of mandla and you can find me at eternally underscore joverse if you guys feel like social media isn't really your thing but you still want to keep in contact with us especially after this episode we'd really love to hear your feedback please email us on african tenet at gmail.com tenet is t-e-n-e-t not tenant no one's living there we're just living life all the nice things that was a fire closing like shit i want that in in the recording that was a fire fire closing <laughs>